Welcome. Today is Friday. It's June 17th, 2022. My name is Jeremy and this is my first cup. I went to the store yesterday and got more heavy cream because coffee is so much better with heavy cream. Good morning, Mark. Well, how was your Thursday? First off, did you check out that episode of Martial Arts Radio? If you did, I would love to know what you thought. What are we doing today? It's Friday, so we got some jokes and some discussion topics courtesy of Frank. Thank you as always to Frank. Thank you uh, for, to Josh for our intro music. Oh, I'm trying to say that more. Josh did something really cool for us. I wanna make that happen. I wanna remind the world more that Josh made us a theme song. So I think that's cool. Uh, good morning to Dennis and Jenny and Liz and all the rest of you, whether you're watching live later or listening. So yesterday, yesterday was an odd day. So I told you yesterday morning, hey, we went from me posing the hypothetical, what would I do if I had a tick, to me having a tick. Um, so there was some dealing with that, running to the pharmacy for a quick dose of doxycycline and just needing to stay without food for the timing on that and everything. And, so I did that. Um, what else did I do? Had some meetings. It was a good day. It was a productive day. Not as productive as some of the other days had been. Today's going to be kind of an odd day. I'm meeting up with a friend for lunch. He lives 90 minutes away, but for his job, he works in construction. He's over here. He's over on this side of the state. So um, he's been doing a bunch of projects nearby, actually, over the last few years. And so we get together every few months and have lunch. Uh, he and a number of people that he's involved with putting on a benefit motorcycle ride this weekend. I can't make it because I'm traveling for work, but uh, he's borrowing some of my AV gear. Good morning, John. Good morning, Gad. So I've got all this running around to do, hanging out with a friend tonight, which maybe not the smartest thing, given that I think I have to get up at like three. We'll find out. Here, we'll find out now. Hey, Google, how long does it take to drive from my house to Gorham, Maine? With light traffic, it will take you three hours and 31 minutes to drive oh, from three and a half. to Gorham. Okay. You can see the full directions on your phone. That means I might not have to leave until five, which means I can get up at like four. Awesome. Good morning, Nathan. So that's today, and then this weekend, at a, uh, a tournament tomorrow, hanging out with some friends in Maine after, swinging back through. I'll probably make it back here mid to late, excuse me, mid to late afternoon on Sunday. All this, the, the burping is from the antibiotic. I don't like it. It does not feel good. 
Good morning, Stacy. So I want to know about you guys. What are you doing today? What are you doing this weekend? Are you doing something fun? Are you training? Are you traveling? What are you looking forward to? Or what's notable in your life that we can acknowledge? I think I should do that because I like quiet time. Good morning, Brian. I'm trying to finish up my day with the stuff I have to do before I leave to go to lunch, which I'm leaving at like 11.30. 11, actually, I think. So as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to hit my desk and crank through it. A few things. I've got a few projects that I've been pushing back. Two of them have been pushing back for a couple of weeks for one of my clients just because I don't really want to do them. But they've got to get done and they're not going to take as long as I think they are in the negative spot in my brain. Stacy says, I have to write a review for Miss Jenny N tomorrow. And Jenny N says, today I have grocery shopping in the morning and an evaluation in the evening. My last evaluation is the second dawn. Woo! I enter testing cycle in the fall for third. That's great. Uh, Liz says, camping with the in-loves this weekend. That's what she calls her in-loves. Jenny also says, Stacy, I have a bit of writing to do this weekend for Miss Jenny and for herself. Ha, ha, ha. Fun stuff. What else are you guys doing? I want to know what you're doing. It's important to me. Uh, what else is going on? We're going to have the first, is it Sunday? Yeah. Sunday. No, that's in two weeks. No, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that yet. Um, it rained last night, which means I don't have to water plants, which saves me time. Uh, Avil, and if if you could tell me how to pronounce your name, because I want to make sure I'm getting it right, and I can think of a couple ways to do it. Uh, it says, enjoying this first cup with you, practice kappas, and enjoy life. Awesome. Um, slider's just kind of dropping this. I opened a school. Tell us more. Both of these comments coming in on YouTube. Dennis is cutting the grass, as per usual, for the weekend. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Kelly. Kelly says, good morning, everyone. Tomorrow's sparring class has to be outside tomorrow morning. Can't use our normal spot. And a high of 50s with rain should be exciting. I can see a lot of ways that that could go. Ah, so it's Avil. Let me know if I'm saying that right. Avil is what I'm, what I'm hearing in your description. Slider opened a karate school in Long Beach, California. How exciting is that? Is this your first school? Congratulations, regardless. <laughs> oh, Jenny. Jenny and Stacy. Gad is going to Dusseldorf, Germany tomorrow. Only a bit of an hour's drive from us. There's a large Korean and Japanese community in that city. I did not know. All kinds of shops, supermarkets, and restaurants. Expect to go back home with a lot of tasty Korean food. So I got I got the name right. So it's Avil. Hello, Avil. Slider School's been open for over a month. It's his first full time school. That's amazing! Yay! Opening a full time school is not for everyone, but I've known so many people that have found so much fulfillment in it. So I'm super pumped for you. I hope you. I hope you love it. I really I do. And Jenny's telling Kelly, sounds like the perfect training conditions to me. 50s and rainy. I think as long as everybody's wearing the right shoes, I think you're good. 
And I think make, getting people where having shorter stances is a good thing. Could be a great time to just work hands, depending on the, on the ground. You know, one of the things that, that I find interesting, and we've talked about this a little bit on martial arts radio, this idea that when we train, we generally train in conditions that we will never be utilizing our training. And some of the very people who are most passionate about advocating for the self-defense benefits of martial arts are the people who draw the least correlation with that. Here's what I mean. Most of us train barefoot, wearing a particular set of clothing inside in climate-controlled environment, under lights, with plenty of space. I cannot imagine you're going to have a self-defense situation where at least two of those are not taken away. Shoes and clothing, probably different. There's a good chance that lighting's going to be inadequate and you're going to have less space. Something to think about. Slider says, open imitation. Well, thank you. You know, one of the things that, that I look at, when I, when I look at Whistlekick and where we send product to, and where our viewership comes in from, our listenership. There's kind of a hole in California. For all the martial artists in California, we do not have a whole lot of reach in California. Uh, we're doing three free training days this year, and I would love to get one going for next year in California. You know, it makes sense that when we do a free training day, it's with someone who has come to a free training day, so they know what's going on. So I'm hoping that the one that we're doing in Portland in October will attract someone from California. I don't know what flights in October are going to cost. It's probably not going to be inexpensive, but fingers crossed. Abel says, whoever invented shorts is gi pants. Brilliant. Stacy says, Stacy and Jenny are talking about shoes. Stacy, I avoid shoes as often as possible, martial arts aside. And Kelly says, during COVID, they trained outside for months in all conditions. I think that's great. I think it's important. I think it's really important to do that. Take, take somebody who's moderately competent, put them on uneven ground in their street clothes, and ask them to do their most basic form and watch them fall apart. It's great. Like, oh, well, hey, this is really hard. Yeah, it is. Um, here's kind of a fun story that I think I can share, because as far as I know, you're all of adult age. My senior year in high school, I would go to parties and I would indulge in alcohol despite it not being legal as I'm sure many of you also did. I was safe, I never drove, etc. But one of the things I found really interesting in drinking was this threshold that people talked about called drunk. How do you know when you're drunk if you've never been drunk before? And so I would go off on my own and I would do forms. And early on, that made, a, made me a really good barometer. Oh, okay, I can still do these forms and not fall over, and I must not be drunk. 
but I remember, and I remember this party. It's like, oh, I'm pretty sure I am drunk. And I've just gotten really good at doing forms while drinking. That's my own uh, drunken karate. I'm not recommending that to anyone, nor am I condoning underage drinking. I made decisions that were right for me, as you should. Uh, slider, drop me an email. I'm going to lose that when we close up. <laughs> you guys are funny. Right, this drunken master. Yeah. Gad, not surprised, Gad. I sometimes train with regular clothes and shoes just to get used to it. If, God forbid, I have no choice but to fight on the street or other terrain. One of the things, and I, I've talked about this briefly, I'm trying, mm, we're not there yet. I've been looking, I want to grab a big piece of land, like a hundred acres. And I want to build a martial arts retreat center. So we can take things like all in weekend and ultimately host them in our own space. So we can have recurring week long or weekend long programs that just people just keep coming in for. I, this is something I've wanted to do for decades. This, this predates whistle kick extensively. But one of the things that would allow us to do is have training spaces in, in a lot of, a lot of different environments. We could have, unintentionally uneven or intentionally uneven concrete we could have sloped stuff we can have some of them where they're covered so you can do it in the rain and cover on two sides or three sides right like there's a lot of variability that we could have so you could train and get better in all these different environments i think there's a lot of value there abel says when the student only does a form inside the dojo over time they get used to subconsciously using the room as a setup for the next move or direction absolutely i've tested that i've had people turn 90 degrees or even more fun start facing the corner and then watch as most of them end up pulled back 45 degrees at the end yeah it's it's crazy we get used to things all right, I think it's joke time. Let's switch over to the jokes that Frank gave us. Excuse me, thank you as always to Frank. Jenny says, if you create this permanent space, you're going to force me to move to Vermont. You know that, right? Unless you create this space in the Pennsylvania region. Well, we'll need plenty of people to work the, work the facilities, so you'll have a job. Gad says, I suddenly see the training camps from American Ninja in my mind. Seriously, though, that is an awesome idea. I'll start saving up for a plane ticket. The, the, the original version of the idea, and this still might end up being less expensive, is to take like a smaller university that goes out of business and buy the facility. Because while it's not a small amount of money in the grand scheme of what it provides, it is a small amount of money. I've uh, there was one that sold in Southern Vermont for, I think it was like $5 million. $5 million is a lot of money. I don't have $5 million or anything close to it. But when you think about all the resident, all the buildings and the grounds, the land, the kitchens, right? Like it's all there ready to go. And the, the most you would have to build would be additional training spaces. 
Then it says, in my original dojo, my instructor would take us to various parks in the Bronx. Yes, we had them, ha, huh? to practice our kata, spar, etc. Game changing. And he says, have a, safe, have a safe trip to Maine. Thank you. And a wonderful day to all of you. Take care, Andy. Uh, okay. Jokes. Jokes. This one? Yeah. The jokes for Funday Friday. June is dairy month. Gluten-free dinner. We don't eat dairy, eggs, meat, soy, gluten, or nuts. What do you get? What do you recommend we get? Waitress out. <laughs> My dad's favorite story is about how he single-handedly saved a dairy farm from bankruptcy. The story is pretty cheesy, but he milks it for all it's worth. I found a church where they include dairy with communion. They call it Cheeses of the Nazareth. Sorry, Cheeses of Nazareth. Why don't dairy farmers wear flip-flops? Because they lactose. <laughs> That's a great joke. Did you hear about the farmer that failed dairy farming school? He didn't work well with udders. Why did the dairy farmer decide not to start growing weed near the cows? The stakes would be too high. That is also a good one. Right on. Thank you to Frank. Why did the dairy farmer not wear flip-flops? He lactose. Slider says, I used to work, go to a karate camp where they rented out a military school. Well, that's pretty cool. And John says, I had people do forms facing different directions and with their eyes closed last night. They did much better than they had in the past, but it still affected them a little. Did you have them all facing the same different direction? Or I like taking half a class and saying, all right, this side of the room, you face that way. Or the, or the, the front of the room, you guys face left and you face back. And just, they've got to have enough room, enough space, but to, to watch them, especially those in like the middle who are so used to, even if they know the form, they're just so used to having people validating their movements as they move. They don't have to think what is the next move. They don't have to rely on in, uh, really instilling that in them. They've got momentum, the momentum of other people's movements to carry them through. And you'll see many of them pick a certain person and you can see them, they're watching it because they're, they're, it's, it throws them off. I love throwing people off when I teach. Uh, Stacy says, no, ser seriously, a college will be putting up its buildings for lease and sale and they all surround a gorgeous green. I'm assuming you mean Vermont College slash the Vermont College of Fine Arts? Um, wouldn't surprise me there, but I don't want to buy in Montpelier. There was a reason my house isn't in Montpelier. Taxes in Montpelier are stupid. This house in Montpelier would have cost me four times as much, eh, maybe, maybe three times as much. And the taxes would have probably been four to five times as much. And it's five minutes that way. No thanks. Kelly says, I will switch every person to a different direction and stagger them and have them do patterns. That's great. Dennis, and a shout out to Frank. I'm once again, literally LOLing Frank Wood. You're the best. 
Brian seconds that. Galactica says the, the lactose one. Why doesn't a dairy farmer wear flip-flops? He lactose. I want to remember that one. Like I'm trying to, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to instill that one because it's great. John says, I have had people face all different directions while doing forums at the same time in the past. This time I just had them do it one person at a time. We did an episode on how to train forums and it was really more, I think we had like 20 something ways to train forums, but it was targeted at the individual. Maybe, and Andrew, if you see this, maybe we should do one that is how to have a group do forms. Because let's face it, if you're higher rank, you're probably going to do the lower forms way more times than you enjoy. You're probably, most schools, when they train forms, they start with the first form and they work up and you reach a certain point and you never get to the forms you're working on in class. And that's sad, but it happens and we all understand why. But to throw some modifiers in there so the people at the front of the room are less bored while the folks in the back are getting what they need. So a lot of modifiers we could do. Maybe let's do an episode on that. Abel's got a joke. What do you call a frog on the side of the road with car trouble? Toad. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, our other stuff from Frank today, not jokes. June is Effective Communications Month. I have a theory that everything comes down to communication, except in those rare instances where someone's being a jerk and they know they're being a jerk. It is communication that's really at the heart of all problems, which is why professionally, I work really hard to make sure everything I'm gonna do with someone gets documented. It doesn't have to be a big, long formal contract, but some bullet points in an email. This is what I'm thinking we're going to do. And that has saved me a lot of problems because I assume everyone has a great memory and that if things start to go a little sideways, they're not going to steer their memory towards what works for them. So June is Effective Communications Month, so here are some general guidelines on how to de-escalate a potentially dangerous situation. Something that we don't talk about in martial arts enough. These tips are from the Crisis Prevention Center's website. One, be empathic and non-judgmental. Quite often, in a situation that is beginning to escalate, one or both people, ultimately both people are creating a barrier. That's the opposite of empathy. An attempt to understand what the other person is thinking like, oh man, I'm sorry, I understand. One of my favorite phrases that is disarming and people don't even realize I'm doing it is, I understand. And I will also flip that around to say, I hope you can understand. There was an email I sent out, I think it was just yesterday. I don't remember what it was about. I appreciate your understanding. Because it was something that I hadn't done or, or maybe it was it's somebody that's been waiting for gear for a certain color combination of gear. I appreciate your understanding. When you tell someone I appreciate your understanding, they will generally back down. Two, respect personal space. 
there's no need to step into someone's bubble and make them feel threatened unless you actually want to threaten them. What's our instinct when someone steps into our bubble? We generally step back because we value that space. Three, use non-threatening non-verbals. <sighs> no, open hands, hands at your side. If things are really es starting to escalate, you know, you can bring them up like this, you know, spear, whatever uh, system you might be familiar with. Maybe you put one foot slightly back. Four, keep your emotional brain in check. This is a hard one. This is, this is probably the most difficult one of the ones we've talked about so far. When someone's poking at you physically or literally, you know, literally or figuratively, there we go, words, it can be difficult not to let that get to us. It takes practice and it takes remembering why. Just because someone is mad at you does not mean you need to be mad back. Just because someone is threatening you does not mean you need to threaten them in return. You have a choice. It may not be an easy choice, but you do have a choice and there's power in choice. All right, John, John's saying he would like an episode on that. So um, can, can somebody email me that or message me that just so I, so I have a record of it? That's, that's the hard part of doing this show is I don't, and I don't want to keep pen and paper because then I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to take a bunch of notes when I think, oh, let's do that. And it won't be from you guys. Uh, I can close that tab. All right, we're back here. Focus on feelings. That's when you're, you're generally using I statements. I feel threatened. I feel like you're not hearing me. I feel like this isn't working. I'm going to have to go. That's where I go with those statements or with that, that subject. Ignore challenging questions. What do you think? You're better than me? Who do you think you are? You think you're a tough guy? It's not really a question. It's a threat. It's not just a challenging question, it's a threatening question. Ignore those, those don't matter. Set limits. If you say this again, I'm going to have to leave. Or, unfortunately, if you touch me again, I'm going to have to respond. I'm feeling threatened by your actions and I will defend myself if you do this again. Choose wisely what you insist upon. Physical safety is, is the number one. Um, don't worry about words. Words are almost never worth getting into a fight or any kind of confrontation. I've been called the most horrible things imaginable at times in my life. Doesn't make them true. And why would I care about the opinion of someone who would think that poorly of me? Nine, allow silence for reflection. This is a little bit less about a, a, a self-defense situation, but in, now oh, it's an image I can't highlight. Um, in the context of communication, 
Sometimes you need time to digest, to think. It's one of the reasons email is great if it's done well. You get time to think. In the context of an in-person conversation or a phone call, if you need a minute or you think the other person might need a minute, just say, think about it, take a minute. I don't mind. I'm going to go get a glass of water while you think about that. Allow time for decisions. Same idea. Reflection, decision. The more important the decision, the less pressure should be applied. I'm thinking of a situation right now. It does involve martial arts people, kind of martial arts stuff. Uh, I was asked to transport to drive someone. So I thought we were just picking somebody up at the airport. And it turned into, all right, uh, we're going to go here. Do you want to go with us? And I was like, ooh, this is not what I was expecting. Can I make this work? And I'm thinking and I'm thinking. And I took, I'm not kidding, like three to four seconds thinking. And the other, and the person I was driving got really annoyed at me. Like, come on. It's like, hold up. This is not what I signed up for. Can I have 10 seconds to think? Ultimately, I decided it was okay. Abel says it well. There is strength in silence. Completely agree. Ooh, Kelly, I bet people would want to learn more about that. Kelly, if you can send me some stuff on this. Kelly's responding to John. I created a game called Patterns Feud that the students love. Kind of like Family Feud, I'm guessing. Sounds like a lot of fun. Jenny says she's intrigued too. Brian, how does that work? Yeah, Gad, I agree. All right. It's time to go. Thank you as always to Frank for all the great stuff that he gives us. Thank you to Josh for our intro music. Remember, if you want to support the Whistlekick mission to connect, educate, and entertain, we got a few things you can do. The easiest ones, you can make, you can buy some at whistlekick.com with the code FIRSTCUP15. It's good for everything but all-in weekend. We sold another all-in weekend sign up the other day. We are over, I think it was with that one, we're officially over half sold for an event occurring in, what, 10 months? Don't wait. It's going away. Some of you are already signed up, which makes me happy. Uh, you can also join the Patreon, patreon.com slash whistlekick. As little as two bucks a month. Uh, I'm playing with another idea on, well, I'll tell you. I think we're going to roll out Patreon-exclusive merch, like designs that would just be for Patreon people. I'm not sure what that's going to look like yet, but I think it's going to happen. I do have to, one of the things on my calendar today, to update the rewards, the, the merch rewards that we give people for free for being Patreon members um, today because it's been a year and it's time to throw in new designs for the things that people receive. And of course, we've got the family page, whistlekick.com slash family. You got to type it in but we update it at least once a week and it's behind the scenes. It's how you can help us. There's some fun stuff in there. So check it out. 
you have questions or comments, you can email me, jeremy at whistlekick.com. You can post them on the Facebook page. If you use Facebook, it's facebook.com slash first cup with Jeremy. We do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. I appreciate all of you joining me this morning. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Uh, where'd my comments go? Come back, comments. I'm trying to talk while I read comments. Kelly's reminding us to listen to yesterday's podcast episode. She says, I'm very passionate about this subject. I think it is great information. I completely agree. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Josh. Happy dad day this weekend to the dads and the fur dads and everybody else who is dad-ish. Moms who fill dad roles. Anybody who, who has some of that. I appreciate you all joining me. This was a fun episode. I, I felt like there was a little more conversation, a little more back and forth than we often have, and that's enjoyable for me. So thanks for putting in the work. Take care, everyone. I appreciate all of you, and I'll see you back here on Monday.